Now, you may remember British Labour MP Graham Morris tweeted in April, marvellous, absolutely marvellous, the Israel army, the best financed, best trained, best equipped army in the world, caught on camera beating up Palestinian children for the fun of it. May God forgive them. Dreadful. Even worse was the fact that it wasn't true. And it was a clip that was in fact from 2015 showing five Guatemalan troops beating two teenagers. Fake news seems to be a, a word used these days, you know? You see, that was a lie. Uh, I, I'm pleased to see there was some sort of uh, apology. But how, how awful that things that are tweeted, that are sent through uh, the, the media, and indeed through the news as well, uh, they may not be true. And so we have this ability to take truth and lies. And to, we've got to discern between the two, haven't we? We've got to know what is true and what isn't uh, true. I mentioned, I think, before that uh, some weeks ago I went on a prayer day uh, with my Bible and a book uh, called Renew by Julie Winter. It's, the book says it's a t- a, a Renew, Breaking Free from Negative Thinking, Anxiety and Depression. And I read the chapter entitled Identify the Lie. And I was greatly helped in identifying some lies that I was believing as truth. Identifying the lie. Let's think about that this morning. See, every one of us here will be believing things about ourselves, about other people, or about God that are simply not true. Have you heard it before? And this might be you. God must be punishing me. She completely ignored me when I said hello. She must hate me. I'm not good enough to go to church. Have you heard that one? Church is full of hypocrites. Ah, well, there's the truth. <laughs> Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the truth. Jesus speaks the truth. And he said to us, you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. What kind of truth is it that will set you free? The truth that you know is the truth that will set you free. If you don't know it, it won't set you free. You understand what I'm saying? Some things will be true, but if you don't know it, it won't set you free. Because you've got to know it for it to set you free. So you've got to know the difference between lies and truth. Uh, there was a, I think it was a Japanese man, I was trying to find the story, who was uh, uh, hiding in the jungle at the end of the last war. And uh, he continued to hide and to, and to be afraid that the enemy were going to come for him at any time. And I believe this went on uh, for, for years rather than even months. Does anybody know the story? I think this is so, isn't it? Yeah, is that true? And in fact, finally, when he came out, he was told, actually, the war, the war is over. Uh, you don't need to cower in, in, in the jungle there. You know, he'd been sort of subsisting on almost nothing. 
just afraid that the enemy would come and get him. But the war was over. Do you see that the, 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 the same sort of issue is so for so many of us and so many people in the world that there's an ignorance that we're forgiven. There's an, there's an ignorance that actually the war is over in, in, in that sense that Jesus has defeated sin and defeated death and the war is over. But there's an ignorance. So we live as if those things were still true. They continue to believe lies. Have you heard lies can be, well, fake news is one of the terms that used uh, for lies. Reality augmentation is another one. Strategic misrepresentation or terminological inexactitude. Uh, Don't worry about any of those words. They're all lies, okay? They mean lies. And one of the main reasons that we believe so many lies is that we do have an enemy. You know that? And Jesus said about him, he doesn't stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Just take that in for the moment. In, in the enemy, there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the master of lies. So, so lies find their root in the enemy. And by the way, that can come into our news media, can come into individuals, you know, but they all have that root at the background. In, in the same way, by the way, that the root of truth is found in Jesus Christ, who said he was the truth. And so we live with truth and with lies. Now, Satan only deals in lies, and the area of the battle is here in the mind. What we believe will determine our mood and our actions. So what you are believing today about yourself, about this church, (laughs) about uh, the rest of the day, about other people, but particularly about God, will determine your mood and your actions. You know, there are quite a lot of guys at the shed who don't believe in God. And I sometimes want to say to them, do you know, I'm sure I don't believe in the God you don't believe in either. (laughs) Are you with me? The God that they're, they're not believing in isn't a real God at all. It's a total lie, total, total fabrication. And if they but knew that actually, yeah, I, I don't believe in that God either. So Satan will always seek to poison our minds with lies and deception that then produce guilt. By the way, the word Satan means deceiver. So his whole business is, is deception. We can also deceive ourselves, by the way, as well, self-deception. But, but the, the deceiver, uh, he's the deceiver of the brethren. And so the sort of stuff that's coming at all of us is, call yourself a Christian, look at what you just did. What would your friends at church say if they knew you'd just done that, or just said that, or just thought that? So don't be a hypocrite, you better stay at home. I don't think you should be going to church. Because what would they think of you? And by the way, God can't forgive you. Have you had any of those sort of things that come? Well, that's the deceiver of the brethren, okay? That doesn't come from God. That comes from the liar. So let's look at some of the lies that come our way, shall we? And uh, uh, maybe you'll identify with some of them. And let's get some truth in the place 
of the lies. First one, I'm not completely forgiven, therefore I deserve to be punished. Is that you? That often comes when we have a consistent sort of underlying shame. There's something that we can't stop doing. Uh, It can be pornography. Uh, It could be eating. Uh, It could be drugs. It could be something that you can't stop doing. And so you, you, you get guilty about it. You get ashamed about it. And you somehow feel that you deserve to be punished. The truth is that we are completely forgiven because Jesus paid for all of our sins on the cross, including our shame, by the way, as well. That's part of coming up and sharing in bread and wine, in in the reality of what Jesus has done for us. I wonder how many of us actually went back to our place and knew that we were completely forgiven. Because the enemy will keep us from that position of actually thanking God that I'm completely, as I stand now, I am completely forgiven. If I drop dead right at this moment, I'm going straight through to heaven. Why? Because actually my sin has been paid for. Is that true of you as well? Yeah? This moment, okay? There's no sort of dealing with God or anything. It's this moment. And by the way, death does come quickly to, to some people, doesn't it? You know, There's no time for sort of dealing with God or putting things straight. It's, am I actually righteous before him right now? Or do I feel as if I've got some things that I've got to sort out? Well, can I suggest that mostly that those things will be lies because you are forgiven and the shame as well. Behold, I'm laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Those who look to him are radiant, says in Psalm 34. Their faces shall never be ashamed. It's funny how shame causes us to hide away doesn't it and yet Jesus has actually taken all of that including your shame so that our faces can be radiant we can face one another there's an honesty there's a truth in that whereas when we're ashamed when when there are lies and stuff in us we 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 hide away because we don't people want what people to know what's going on so that's the first one Uh, I'm not fully uh, forgiven and and, uh, I deserve to be punished. How about this one? I'm a sinner saved by grace. I bet quite a few of you would put your hands up to that, would you? That you're a sinner saved by grace? If you believe you're a sinner, you will sin. Because that's what sinners do. You were a sinner... But now a change has taken place. The word of God says this. We were buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. When you were believed and baptized, you were given a new life to live. The sinner died and the saint rose from the dead. 
You were a sinner who sometimes did good. And what you are now is a saint who sometimes sins. You are no longer a sinner. Do you get the difference? That is not your identity. You are a saint who sometimes sins. But if you believe yourself to be a sinner and you continue, you will continue to sin. For we know that uh, what's the uh, difference between uh, the sinner and the saint? For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with. It's died that we should no longer be slaves of sin. So the I can't help it the devil made me do it bit is a lie. Once you are born again, once you have the Holy Spirit inside you, you are in control. You can choose to do good. You can choose to sin as well. That, that ability is still there. But actually you're not a slave to it. You're not a slave to anything that is going on in your life at the moment. If you believe that, then you will act like a slave but it's a lie or you can believe the truth of the word of God and you can say thank you Lord that I am free from that I don't feel free but I thank you that I am free we're given the ability to live a life free from sin to the extent that we choose to oh that hurts that one doesn't it to the extent that we choose to we can live free from sin. And I don't think there's not a, a complete freedom from sin this side of heaven. But we do have the choice. We do have that freedom. And that's good news, isn't it? Isn't it good news? If you think that you're stuck in, it, in something this morning, can I say, tell you that's a lie? There's nothing that actually cannot be changed because you have a new life living in you. You are not a slave to sin. You were set free by the death of Jesus. Hallelujah. You are not a sinner saved by grace. You are a saint saved by grace. There is a difference. By the way, grace is not a permission to go on sinning, but it's a supernatural provision to live a life free from sin. Shall I say that again? Grace is not a permission to go on sinning. It doesn't mean, oh, well, it doesn't matter anymore. I've got grace now. No, grace, and we sang it, didn't we? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, saved a wretch like me. The amazing grace of God, that was John Newton, 17-something, you know, and here we are singing it today. Uh, and the grace of God, it's a supernatural provision to live a life free from sin. You have grace. We need grace, don't we? in order that I might live as I'm called to live and the person that I am free from sin you have been set free from sin and you've become slaves to righteousness or another translation now you are free from sin your old master and you've become slaves to your new master which is righteousness we can be obedient to righteousness so why do we sin, you ask? Any of you asking that? Why do we sin? 
We sin because there are areas in our minds that are controlled by lies. And one of them would be, I'm just a sinner. Which need to be renewed. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. We, we need new thinking. We need to change the way that we're thinking. Because we can think in the old ways, that there's a sort of pathways in our minds that go this way, that go the way of condemnation, that go the way of, oh, well, I've, this is what I do in those situations. When people speak to me like that, I get afraid. I do this. No, actually, I'm a new person. I can now do that. Why don't I do that? Perhaps I'll start trying to do that. Oh, actually, I can forgive now in this situation. Oh, God has given me power to forgive. I can live differently to the way that I've been responding to that. I'm not a slave to fear. I've not been given the spirit of fear, but I have been given the spirit of power, love and of a sound mind. Thank you, Lord. I can actually, I can, I can react in a different way to that person, to that situation, because I always get afraid. I always, I always get angry. I always, I always eat more <laughs> when that happens. <laughs> I always want some comfort, Lord. But perhaps I'd better go to you for some comfort. Because that's where the comfort lies, Lord. I don't need that drive. I don't need that thing that actually makes me feel better. We used to say to the smokers, didn't we? We don't need that fact to make us feel better. So what do you believe? What's going on in your mind? Okay, what do you believe about yourself this morning to start with? Do you believe you're a sinner? So you will expect to sin and you will probably end up with some condemnation. And every one of us can identify with that, right? Do you believe you're a saint? You will expect, therefore, to be holy, to be free from the power of sin and to experience acceptance of your Heavenly Father. I want to encourage you to believe this morning that you're a saint. That, that's, uh, that's who Paul writes to, doesn't he, when he writes to the Romans. The saints in Rome, right? They're not in glass windows. The saints, the saints are here, standing here. Any saints here this morning? Come on, the saints. Some of you don't even want to own up to the idea that you're a saint. Well, can I say that you need to? <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to live a defeated life. Because he will always defeat us if we believe that we're less than, than, than what Jesus has made us. So that's about ourselves. And we, you can believe all sorts of other lies about yourself. What about God? What do you believe about God? What's the greatest lie that Satan can tempt us to believe? The root of all the other lies about God that we believe. And it's that God doesn't fully love me. That's the root lie that is fed in. God doesn't fully love you. 
Look what happened to you. He loves Mike. He loves, he loves those folk up the front. He loves Lucy, but he doesn't fully love me. It's a lie. Because <laughs> he loves us all perfectly. And by the way, linked to that is, is the other lie, that God is only good sometimes. And we haven't said it lately, have we? Because Barry and Lorraine have gone. But God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. You're not too sure. All the time. God is good. God is good. Do I believe it? (laughs) I can say it. Do I believe that God is good all the time? With my week that I've had this week, uh, not me particularly, but you, uh, all of us, do you believe that God is solidly good in fact he can't be other than good his nature is love his nature is goodness God is good all the time taste and see that God is good we don't fully see and understand many things right about life it doesn't stop the truth of the word of God that God is good all the time And can you see the way these things are stripped away from us until we think, hmm, not too sure about that. Was it in the Garden of Eden right at the beginning? Did God say? Did God say? You shouldn't? No, I don't think you heard him quite right, you know. Satan is always trying to get us to believe lies. You see, if we really believed that Jesus loved if you really believe that Jesus loved you extravagantly, that he viewed you as holy, that he would die for you, that he would seat you with him in heavenly places and pursue you to the ends of the earth, how could you possibly believe any of the lies that come your way? If you really believe that, if I really believe that, because that will determine our actions and our life and the way we do everything else if we really believe that. And the reason that we believe God is not good all the time is because we allow the pain of this world to blind us so that we don't understand how much God loves us and we lose sight of who we are in him. And so we're going to sing in a moment, you're a good, good father and I'm loved by you. And I want to say to you, do you believe that about God? He is a good father to you. And I'm loved by you. I am loved by you. And do you allow that to, to transform you? See, God is not surprised by our weakness, but I tell you what he is surprised by. He's surprised by our lack of faith and trust and I sometimes try and imagine how is it how would it feel to be God who is perfect and who has done everything he can to to show us his love especially in sending his son Jesus to die for us and here we are saying oh well I don't know where God is in this you know uh, I'm not sure even God God really loves me and all that you know I'd, I wouldn't be shouting it And in a sense, God has shouted to us in Jesus Christ, this is how much I love you. 
This is it. You know, there's a historical thing we can look back to. And that's why Jesus said, remember me, I guess, and, and, and take bread and wine. There is, there, there is a historical fact we can look back to and say, when I doubt how much God loves me, you know, when it all just seems to be words in the book, what can I look to? Well, I can look to this fact that Jesus, that he sent Jesus to die for me, the most precious thing that he had. He gave it for me. Didn't you say, Tammy, that giving involves sacrifice? Well, that was, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him, believes in him, should not perish, but have eternal life. You won't perish, you have eternal life. Why? Because you believe it. Once you believe that, you're, you're secure in that. But, but that, that belief is, is clawed away at by the enemy. And, and, and doubt and unbelief. Greatest of our sins, by the way, is unbelief, isn't it? Lord, I'm not believing that about you. So what do we do? How do we grow in faith and trust in God? Just three things here that I encourage you to do. And this is what I needed to do and what I continue to need to do. And it brings freedom. First of all, identify the lie. You've got to spend some time quietly with God asking him to help you identify the lies that you are believing about yourself or God or someone else. You may need someone else's help with that. Um, the, the sort of method of uh, healing that, that my wife Chris is, is looking into is all to do with discerning the lies and, and getting truth there. If you want to know more about that, go and, go and talk to her. Uh, and I'm hoping that, that we will know much more about that, identifying the lies. Often they go back in our childhood, to our childhood, or to, th to episodes in our lives that ever since... Uh, certain traumas and different things that have happened or things that people have said to us we believed a, a lie and we've got to actually get those lies out and we've got to get truth in that place so identify the lie as I say the, 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 the greatest being God doesn't fully love me God is not good all the time I'm not fully forgiven I deserve punishment all of those things are lies that we need to get out if what you believe doesn't agree with God's word in the Bible, then it's a lie. If what you believe doesn't agree with God's word, then it's a lie. Because God's word is true. It won't always feel true. But it will feel true as you begin to affirm it and declare it. which is my third point, but let's, let's stick with identify the lie. Then repent. Confess it and turn away from it, from the lie. It, this is important because when we decide to believe a lie, we somehow give Satan permission in that area of our life. This is important. We, we somehow partner with Satan. Are you with me? In the same way that when we believe truth, we partner with God when we believe truth, that it somehow comes together, doesn't it? And, and, the, and the things that God says to us, I am a child of God. I am forgiven. But 
the, the, the opposite happens when I, you know, I'm not, I deserve punishment, I'm condemned. We somehow sort of, we, we, we partner with, with Satan in the very thing and, and a sort of stronghold in that area comes in. So the, the idea that we need to repent and to turn from it. Lord, I'm sorry. I've been believing a lie about you. I've, I've been believing a lie maybe about myself or about that person. Please forgive me, Lord. Because it can lead to fear and anxiety when we believe lies and when, when there's unbelief and, and I've experienced this myself. It, it leads to fear and anxiety. So often, if there's fear and anxiety in your life, that the root cause is that you're believing a lie. And you need to get some truth in there. And finally, so identify the lie, repent of it, and then declare the truth. As I said, even though it doesn't feel true to start with, declare the truth. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you're working all things together for good in my life. Thank you that I'm no longer a slave to sin. While you're feeling a slave to sin, say it. That's exactly what I do when I'm feeling fearful. Lord, I thank you. I'm not a slave to this. Why? Because I'm feeling it, but actually I know the truth of the word of God is I'm not a slave to it, so I'm going to declare it. Lord, I thank you that you're good. Lord, my situation doesn't seem very good at the moment, but just thank you that you're good and that you're working all things together for my good. Do you get the point? You declare the truth over your life, over yourself. I thank you, Lord, I haven't been given a spirit of fear, but I've been given a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in my life. Declare it. Come on, you saints. Come on, you saints. Stand up and declare what is true in your life. Don't let the enemy just keep you bound with lies. Because you don't have to go on with those things. The truth is, is here. The way that you put it from here into here is to, is to declare it. And to repent and get rid of the lies. They, that's part of your past life. It died on the cross with Jesus. You have been raised to a new life. You're living life over here. And that is the life of a saint. The sinner was over there. The saint is here and you can live free from sin let's stand that's good news by the way this morning the gospel is good news and the good news is for you this morning and there's a there's every one of us will have a lie some form of lie that we have in our lives i don't believe that anyone will be perfectly believing the truth this morning so the, the application is for you to actually identify that lie and actually be free, free of it. Firstly, may we have the salvation prayer, please, uh, Kian. This is the best prayer that we need to move from here to here, isn't it? We need the new life. We need to turn from that if you never have done then this is your opportunity to do so right now. Let's say it together. Dear Lord Jesus, I need you. I need your grace to forgive me and your love to change me. 
Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me for the sin in my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. With your help, I will live my life for you. Amen. So those who prayed that prayer afresh or anew for the first time, please come and tell me afterwards and uh, love to just pray with you. You've, uh, you've become, you have a new life living in you. Now to the rest of you, I want to say the new life there is living in you. Now grasp hold of it and take hold of it. Everything, all the promises of God are yours in Jesus Christ. Every promise is yours. What you've got to do is to believe that and take hold of them and declare them over yourself. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that where lies are being believed, Lord God, you would bring light and you will identify. Lord, even as I have spoken this morning, as you, uh, as you speak into our lives, I pray that you would bring light. And Father, I pray in the place of those lies that your truth, Lord, would we declare your truth. We declare your truth, Lord God over our lives that every promise is yes and amen Lord God in Jesus Christ thank you that you haven't given us the spirit of fear but you have given us the spirit of power and love and of a sound mind so I thank you for sound minds I thank you Lord God that torment is not who we are and not what we have to put up with thank you that we're not slaves thank you that we're free Lord and we pray for your truth to bring freedom in this place right now in Jesus name Amen